would you do if you knew exactly when you were going to die? I freaked myself out yesterday. I'm going to, you know, I'm recording this episode on the assumption that whomever is listening, that the listeners have already listened to the previous episode um, titled A Feedback Loop Through Time. If you haven't listened to it, I would suggest you go listen to it so that you can understand what the fuck I'm talking about (laughs) now, okay? But the general synopsis was, um, more or less, I was watching a Twilight Zone episode and there were so many like synchronistic events happening in the Twilight episodes that was basically tying itself back to my life and the character on that particular episode ended up dying on Friday, March 20th. And um, what I didn't say in the previous episode was, or on that, you know, on that episode was that, or what I left out was that, one, the connection between her boyfriend on that Twilight Zone episode getting the days confused and telling her, well, it's Thursday, the tw- uh, today is the 20th and you didn't die, but he had gotten the day wrong. It was actually the 19th. And so she goes out on that Friday, the 20th thinking, okay, I'm fine. And then that's when she gets hit by a bus. Um, I didn't mention that because I hadn't seen that part um, at the time uh, or whatever. And I also didn't draw the comparison back, but if you listen to that episode, I did talk about how I had a dentist appointment that I was uh, 10 minutes late for. I was supposed to show up at 11, uh, 11 o'clock, but I showed up at 11.10 on the Friday. Um, however, on that Thursday, I had thought that that Thursday was Friday, and so I called them right around like 10.58 to let them know I'm going to be there at 11.10. So... That kind of freaked me out just because like I just kind of had something like that happen. I mean, obviously I didn't get hit by a bus, but it was my life. I got a Thursday confused with a Friday. And then on a Friday, I'm watching an episode featuring a character who got, you know, whose boyfriend also got the Thursday confused with the Friday. And then something crazy happened to her on Friday, um, March 20th. So... That's the backstory. Here's here's the the freakier part. So after I I finished that episode, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like like I I was really freaking out. Like I I mean I I guess you know, if these things didn't happen a lot or often, I I could easily dismiss it as a coincidence. But I think even with you listening, you're starting to see exactly what I'm talking about. It it is kind of playing itself out, you know. Um, or whatever. So I thought, okay, let me sit and let me just see, like, let me see what's happening, like, numerologically. I I don't have a background in numerology. I don't know a lot about numerology. I do know that when I was a kid, I used to do things where I would take my name, just instinctively, I would take my name, and then I would transform the, like, say, the J, and then the O, and then the A, to, like, the numerical equivalent and then I would add it all up to figure out what the numbers meant. I was doing that shit at like six, seven years old. I didn't realize what I was doing was numerology until like I was like in my 20s, my late 20s. And I was like, wait, what? That wasn't, that's like an actual thing. Um, and I had no exposure to that. It was just something that I instinctively did. So to me, I look back on that and I think, okay, well, maybe that there was just an aspect of myself in a past life or a concurrent life that 
was into numerology. But I am always fascinated with numbers and what numbers mean, more or less. But I just haven't taken the time to delve in deeper into researching it, um, getting books about it or whatever. But after yesterday's episode and after finishing that Twilight Zone episode and watching this chick with the red hair getting fucking hit by a bus and I'm sitting in my living room and I look up and directly across from me, I'd fra- I'd pause the, the frame of, of the woman as I was getting ready to record the episode. When I looked up and finished the, at least my speaking part of the episode before I interjected James Earl's Jones quote, and then I finished up with the last part, um, right in front, in front of me, on the TV screen was the red-headed woman, the curly red-headed woman. And then diagonal from me um, was uh, a painting that I had done where I talked about on last episode of the Asian woman but with the red uh, afro and flowers in her hair. And then to the left of me is uh, or was an, another painting that I referenced in the past episode where the woman is, is an African-American woman, but she's got kind of red, you know, curly uh, hair out, you know, it's tied, but you can see their hair is clearly red. And then I'm sitting in the middle. Um, I am not redheaded. <laughs> um, my hair is like light brown uh, at the moment, but I'm definitely not redheaded. There's nothing redheaded about me. The only thing that I would say that kind of freaked me out a bit was that I, I do like the color red, like pink and red are my two favorite colors. And more and more so red has become more... I've I've started developing more of an affinity for red over the last like couple of months or so. But if you ask me what my favorite color is, I'm going to tell you it's pink. However, you know, my car is red, like candy apple red, like just vibrant red. I'm almost always wearing red lipstick. I have um, these like retro glasses with the rims or whatever, um, like the 50s style glasses and that's red. Um, most of my outfits that I've been wearing in the winter have been like red. Um, but my hair is not red. It's not curly. Um, and aside from me looking for, you know, references with women with, you know, red hair and then seeing that red curly hair, those are the only kind of connections. Now I I did say to myself and I did say to my husband that, you know, why, why I suspect you know, people might think that the paintings that I paint are me is maybe there's a part of them that is seeing certain aspects of my soul or whatever in my paintings. And then I went as far as to say that perhaps um, what I'm painting are versions of myself throughout different incarnations, like all the different women that I've been throughout different incarnations. I mean, that was kind of more of a thought. So, but I just recently had that thought like at the earlier part of this week and, or maybe the later part of last week. And then just kind of said like, hmm, maybe I am painting myself and these people are kind of speaking to that, you know, and maybe these are just different women that I've been throughout time or whatever, or in parallel, you know, realities or whatever you want to call it. And I kind of took like that. So that's the only kind of link, um, to me and to red haired women. Um, but that was just kind of weird because like I said, when, with the screen pause and the painting and diagonal and then the other painting to left me and me dead in the center, it would almost seem like there was like a fucking arrow pointing right at me. And it freaked me the fuck out because obviously the lady on the screen got hit by a goddamn bus. And then, 
um, when I typed in or, or I went into my calendar and I said, okay, let me just, let me just start with the date. Let's just see if March 20th is going to land on the Friday. And if it's not, then I could just dismiss this and keep it moving. Um, and I looked up, pulled up my calendar and it definitely is on a Friday. And then I lost my shit. I was like, oh fuck, am I going to die on March 20th? Is this like the reality? Like, is this the world, like the reality? Am I like glimpsing into some aspect of reality where I'm actually being able to see my future, you know, in the present? And that's the weirdest part because I, I, if you listen to the episode, I'm, I, I start out talking about not experiencing time chronologically and, and being maybe there are some people who experience time, right? In, in different ways. Maybe your future self can communicate with your past self and vice versa, as opposed to just experiencing it in a linear fashion. And not just uh, uh, Friday's episode, but on, on a couple other episodes, I've kind of talked about that as well. Um, so that really freaked me out. And and then after, you know, I think my husband came back from work, I was like, yay, I, I, I think... I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I think that March 20th, you know... I don't know, you know, and I kind of explained, you know, what I was thinking. And then the other thing is too, so if you look at March 20th, just the date itself is fucking weird, right? It's like three, two, zero, two, zero, two, zero. Like it just seems like something that like a fucking computer would type up, like a binary code or whatever without the ones and the zeros. It's a, it's a three and a two, zero, two, zero, two, zero. It's like a glitch, right? The number itself is just trippy. Right. And then I was like, all right, well, let me see. Let me count how many months from my birthday that date is. And my birthday is on September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Okay. That's fucking six months. It's like dead in the middle. Now, I'm not born. I wasn't born on the 20th. I was born on the 2nd. <laughs> but if you take zero two and you reverse it, it's obviously 20. And then if you take the nine from September and you break it down, it's three threes make up a nine, right? So you have three threes, which is a nine and then zero two. And then you have three, two zero, two zero, two zero, just three twenties, right? That is fucking weird to me, especially if you take the three twenties and then you count the, the twos and the twos and the twos and the twenties and take that together and you add it to the threes at six plus three, that's, that's a nine, right? So just the numerology of it is a bit freaky to me, just, just on GP, right? And then I was like, okay, okay, well, maybe that's nothing. Let's see. Okay, well, let, let's say how many days then from September 2nd of 2019 to March 20th will it be? And I, I sat there, actually, I started, I counted it by weeks and I multiplied it and I got 200s and I was 200 and I was like, okay, that's fucking weird. There's a 20 again um, or the two or 20 or whatever, but there's a two zero again. And then I, I, I was like, just, just to be safe, I typed it into Google and Google told me it's 200 days. So March 20th, 2020 will be exactly 200 days from my birthday of September 2nd, 902 of last year. <sighs> right. So then I was like, shit, like th- th- there's all these coincidences again, 
what does this all mean? And I talked to my husband and, and, you know, his response, like it freaked him out. He's like, you're really freaking me out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm freaking you out, bro. Like this shit's freaking me out. I'm freaking myself out, you know? And, and then I got like kind of sad, like shit, like what if I'm right? Like what if, what if I'm like low key peeking into something? Another thing that happened yesterday when I went into my Twitter page um, to kind of find some references to what I was, what I talked about on Friday's episode, um, I saw this quote of something that I had liked, um, um, The Haunting of Hill House. I think it was back in 2018 and I'd retweeted because I liked the show at the time. And it said, the quote said, dreams are like oceans and sometimes, you know, they spill into our reality. Now, that is the only thing that's given me a certain level of solace, right? On one end, it's like, okay, I'm the lady in red or I'm the red-haired lady or something like that in, in some sort of world. And um, March 20th is like D-Day for me, for me, right? So let's just say, let's say I'm right. And all these things synchronistically are pointing to the fact that on March 20th, you know, uh, when I will be a little over, you know, 34 and a half, uh, that's it for me. Um, right. So I, I was like, okay, that's all that's pointing to. On the other end, I'm like, okay, or maybe not. Maybe this is, it's a symbology for something else. So I'm going to talk about both. I'm going to talk about worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, the 20th of March is it for me. Like I'm, I'm out after this, right? That's it. I'm dying. Whatever. Um, that's going to cause like an emotional reaction. And the, the, the first thing it's going to do is trigger fear. And, and, and what I've been working on the last few months between this podcast and my other podcast, A Dark Oracle's Guide to the Multiverse, is stopping any sort of instinctive or reactionary response. Because to me, an instinctive reactionary response is a programmed response. And if it's a programmed response, then I have no free will. I'm not exerting any free will in that regard. What I mean by that is this. If I walk up to you and I slap you, and you respond in anger and you hit me back, and there's no thought between my action and your reaction, you're a slave. You're not in control of your actions because you were just reacting, right? And if you would behave in the same way anybody else would behave in that same situation, then there's no freedom there. It's a program response. That response has been caused by, you know, uh, programmed by society, by, you know, by, by life or whatever it is. And so it's just instinct. It's no different than an animal, you know, an animal's behavior, an animal roaring or chasing an animal or whatever, just being triggered by whatever the environment, you know, produces. So I have been working on stopping those sort of reactive um, behaviors. I'm not saying that I've been 100% successful, but I've been 99% successful. And I'm quite proud of that. And so I thought about it and I said, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, let's just say 320 is it for me, All right? What does that mean? What am I going to do? How am I going to react? Am I going to react with fear? Well, yes, it, it, that would be the normal instinctive reactive response is to be afraid, to be sad, to cry, and everything like that. But then I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm not going to fucking do that. Why? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe because I've been spending my whole life seems to be kind of kind of working to this point, right? I mean, most people they kind of our lives kind of work towards a, a fine point. Right? And if you look and you listen to my podcast, I talk about death a lot, and and I study philosophy. And there's a quote. I don't remember who it is. I I want to say it's Seneca. Um, it might be Plato, I don't know, but the, the quote is, to study philosophy is to learn to die, right? And then I've been spending a lot of time listening to uh, Eckhart Tolle, and he talks about um, the, the, the Buddhist um, action of dying before you die and finding out that there is no death. And so he also, I don't know if it's him or it maybe somebody else that had said in one of these books that I've been kind of reading and rereading, um, they say that you know, the only reason why you fear death is because the self dies. It's but it's only the self that dies. And so if you're that attached to the person that you see in the mirror and then the thought of that thing ending, that's its story ending causes you fear, then you're too attached to the self because the real you isn't the self. The real you is the consciousness behind the self that kind of gives life to the body, to the self. And so that self, that real you rather, your consciousness cannot die, only the self can die. So you have to choose what you're attached to. If you're attached to the self, if you're attached to the body, yes, that's finite and it can end. But if you can dissociate from disassociate from that and you can become consciousness and be conscious of the fact that your consciousness that you're conscious rather, then there's really nothing to fear. So that there was that. And so I was like, all right, well, if that's the end for me, then that's the end for the body. Okay. But if I go back and I I would be sort of a hypocrite if all the things that I've that I've claimed to, you know, I believed in my other podcast, I, I don't actually accept it as truth. And what I claim to believe in my other podcast is one, that you, you don't really die, right? There's a there's a quantum immortality. You just shift realities. You just shift from one reality where, you know, whatever happened, you know, whatever caused your death in one reality, you kind of jump to another reality, right? I actually talked about that, you know, even on the Kobe and the Multiverse podcast, you know, with his death, I said, okay, well, he might be dead to us in this reality, but there's a part of him that maybe just never gets on the plane or whatever, or or, or has just come back and started the whole loop over again. So why, why if, I, if I'm saying I believe these things, or I'm saying that this is fact, what do I have to be afraid of? I think for me, the worst case, the worst part of it, or the only bad thing about it isn't for me personally, it's for the people that obviously you get that, that you leave behind, right? That's, that's the only thing because I, I don't want anybody at all to suffer on my account. So that's the part that does kind of break my heart because I, you know, I, I, I don't want to hurt people even if it's, you know, indirectly and by no, no choice of my own. Um, but am I going to be afraid of course not. What is there to be afraid of? I said in the Kobe in the Multiverse podcast that, you know, when he came into this world, he knew how it was going to end. We all know how it's going to end. And so if I, for some reason, chose to come in into this reality, knowing that that date was the date that I was going to check out, and I, I'm more or less giving myself a heads up, okay? And as I'm recording it today is February 8th, 2020. So, you know, I've got a month and some change or whatever, if, if I'm right, um, okay, then um, I consider that kind of lucky. Um, now, does that affect my behavior between now and March? Hell no. I've talked to my husband about it. You know, I, 
I even kind of sort of said a little bit, I didn't want to freak her out, but I kind of mentioned it to my daughter, like, you know, there's this weird thing that happened, the Twilight Zone episode kind of bothered me, and, you know, March 20th, and all she said was just don't go out on that day, <laughs> you know, and, and then we just left it at that, but I'm not, am I going to fucking sit, sit here and psych myself out and kind of worry about, about that date? Um, no, I'm not. Because if that's, if that's what it is, and clearly I knew that that was what was going to happen before I came into this reality. So getting myself all worked up about that is, is really not going to change anything. So that, that's, that's just me accepting it as, okay, well, let's see, let's see how it plays out. Um, am I going to be like in a panic? Like I've got to, you know, travel and see see everything? No. Am I going to be in a, I've got to reach out to people that, you know, that I, that I'm no longer talking to because, you know, they did something to cut me off and like, can I like fix it, make, make amends before it's time for me, you know, to move on? Uh, no, they can go fuck themselves. (laughs) You know, like I'm just, if you did something to, to push me to the point where I cut your ass off, uh, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not changing that aspect of myself. Am I going to like start doing the most? No. Am I going to sit and like try to paint like 50 paintings between now and, and March? No, I, I'm going to do the same shit that I've always done the way I've always done it. Period. Now, is there, is there a temptation on, on the 20th? Let's just say that I am right. And that's the day. Is there a temptation for me to, to break from you know, my routine and maybe just stay at home instead and not go out on the day. Um, I, I, I definitely thought about that. And obviously my daughter mentioned it to me as well. But then I thought about like everything that I've seen in the media, about when people kind of have premonitions of, um, you know, the end for them, typically what happens is they do what is that same thing where I reference, right? That instinctive, uh, response, reactionary response. Like if you see your end, you're going to try to change things to kind of uh, affect the outcome of it but oftentimes you do that what I what I've noticed is with a lot of these formations is that their actions of trying while they're trying to avoid that thing from happening actually cause what they're trying to avoid to happen um there was uh th- there is rather the story of Oedipus right remember Oedipus um, he, his father went to the Oracle. The Oracle said to him that his son was going to kill him and, uh, marry his, his own mother, marry his wife. Uh, and so in order to prevent the Oracle from half, from that ha- from that, uh, in order to prevent that vision from happening, what, uh, what Oedipus's father did was like take him to the woods or some shit and left him abandoned there more or less to die. But then somebody came, took him raised him as his own, and then the prophecy came to pass. Uh, there was another episode that I watched of the Twilight Zone where more or less the same thing. This guy, he's watching TV, and he sees on the TV the future um, where he sees an argument where he gets in a fight with his wife. He pushes her out the window, and then she dies, and then he gets arrested. Um, and there's always like an evil character kind of tied in with when these people are able to see aspects of their future. So in the one episode that I was referencing on Friday, it was like a fucking clown or some shit like that in a movie theater. Um, And then in the older Twilight Zone black and white episode where the guy was watching it on the TV, it was like this redheaded clown looking motherfucker. Actually, the dude looked like Trump, (laughs) like a younger Trump. Um, 
if we're, if we're being frank, uh, he was behind the kind of nefarious um, attacks as well. So, um, or not attacks, but be, for that guy being able to see the future. And this guy is like going out of his way. He goes out of his way to try to avoid having an argument with his wife. And he tells her, you know, I love you. Um, I saw the future. I ended up hurting you. I was having an affair. I'm sorry. But by him acting on what he saw, he caused what he saw to happen. You know, and even I actually talked about that on the uh, there's an uh, episode called uh, Dr. Manhattan and something or another or limitations or the Achilles Hills of Dr. Manhattan. But it's on this podcast. uh, And I talked about that, about how, you know, he says to um, I don't remember her name now, but the 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 lady played by Regina King when they're together in bed he says we're going to have an argument and I thought like why why would you why would you do that like just you know like you don't react to that don't provoke her maybe try to do something different and now that was the only thing I've seen on tv where the person doesn't try to do something different he literally just knows um I'm just going to act out what I see happening and I took a I kind of was like annoyed by that because I'm like well just choose a different reality um but it almost seems like consistently any time a person more or less tries to avoid acting out a premonition, that act of avoidance causes that permission, premonition to occur. And so my thought is, well, I'm not going to break from my routine. I, I'm not going to do anything differently than I would than I would do if I didn't think that February 20th was it for me. I'm just not. And not because I'm afraid that... Um, by doing so, I'm actually going to bring about that action. But because, like, I'm fucking lazy, <laughs> like, you know, and, and if it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. And, and that's that, you know, worst case scenario, it does happen. Okay, either I'm not immortal, and then that's the end for me. And then I, I'm just like, I just go into non-existence. But I believe it was Seneca that said this. It might have been Socrates, where I didn't exist before life, right? Before I was born, if you're going to say that we, if you're an atheist and you believe we just kind of came in, you know, came to the reality, I, I, there was non-existence. And then there was life. And then after life, it's also non-existence. Well, if I didn't, if I wasn't afraid of what happened before existence, why would I be afraid of what happens after existence? It almost seems like those are more or less the same thing. And then this kind of life in between is more of the anomaly, right? I don't remember what happened before I was born, and that doesn't seem to really bother me. And and I feel like you can take that and loop it, you know? So from wherever I came from, that's where I'm going back to. Does it matter? No. And if you look at death at the, as the, it's either, and I think it was Plato that said, no, Socrates said this, death is either the end of suffering, right? And by end of suffering, because you don't have a body anymore, and because you don't have a body you no longer suffer. So it's either the end of suffering or it's a continuation to something else. So you don't have this body, but you maybe get a different body and then you have different experience. Um, either way, there's nothing to fear. And so when you start kind of removing the emotional reactions to things and you just start looking at things logically, you know, the fuck do I, what do I care? I'm going to, I'm going to, I paint, I paint three to four days a week for four to five hours a day and I'm going to keep doing it along that pace um, because why not you know I'm, I'm going to plan as though um, 
you know, nothing will happen on that day because more than likely it may not. And even if it does happen, if quantum immortality is real, uh, if that theory is an actual, you know, theory, I, I may very well actually die on March 20th and then just wake up in a new reality, not realizing that anything happened. So on one hand, as you are listening to this now, come March 20th, I may not put out another episode after that. And if I don't put out another episode after that, then you are still in the reality where I no longer exist. If I do put out another episode, and that episode, if I remember March 20th anyway, <laughs> it's probably going to be me starting off along the lines of, uh, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> right? Fuck you, death. I'm here. Right? Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I you know, didn't die. It just means that maybe I died in one reality and then I've just shifted to a different reality where I survived whatever killed me in that reality and then it just keeps on going. And that's the definition of quantum immortality, right? So either way, it's, I'm still going on somewhere, right? Either in reality, in this reality as Joe or in another reality as a different entity, you know, what whatever. So it's more what you guys, the listeners, will experience after the 20th, um, more so than mine, my experience. Because I, you know, whatever happens is going to happen. And, and it'd be, it's interesting and it's intriguing to find out. Um, but if, if it is, you know, if you are listening to this and there's no episode after the, the 20th or whatever, um, you know, it's been real. I appreciate you listening to my, to my podcast. And I hope that you take in the things that I said and kind of use that to reflect back on your life and maybe don't take reality as seriously as we've been programmed to take it. You know what I mean? Um, because that's the thing. If, if I was able to somehow just from paying attention to different things, glean, you know, my own death, then that means that reality isn't as random as as we think. And I was absolutely right in the sense of that was the date um, that I was supposed to go. And um, we do come into the reality knowing everything that's going to happen and, and that everything was pre-recorded or everything is pre-recorded. And you're just kind of along for the ride the same way you would be along for the ride of a movie, knowing how, like, let's say Iron Man, knowing how you know, Iron Man dies at the end or whatever, but you still come along for the ride regardless. You know, if that is it for me, that, that I mean, that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, with all the numbers and everything pointing to that and 320, 2020, <laughs> you know, it's a cool day. It's a cool day to kind of have um, on a, on a, what do you call it? On a gravestone. That's morbid. It's a morbid, this is a morbid, it's a morbid podcast, <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I think I think in this in in this world in this society, we just have this sort of weird, you know, relationship with death. Like we're not all gonna die, and I guess for me, an underlining drive to it is I don't want to make it so fucking uh, re- you know reverential. I I don't want to talk about death as it like something we should be fucking afraid of. You know, I always think, like, I was thinking the other day, like, you know, we're almost a victim of our own programming, our own society, of our own culture and the beliefs of our culture, right? If you grew up in a society 
that didn't look at life as all that there is, where you weren't programmed like, to believe that this is it, you know, and once you die, that's it. And you were, you were instead programmed from birth that, hey, this is a prison planet, right? You're here to serve your time in the outside world, outside of the simulation. Um, these people are super advanced. They don't believe in cruel and unusual punishment. And they believe that when you come into this world, you more or less create the sort of, uh, I guess, time you're going to serve. And your mind manifests the kind of punishment for whatever crime that you committed outside of the reality that you feel you deserve, right? I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. If that's what we were taught in this reality, the same way people believe in the story of Adam and Eve being real, like if that's what you believed, and we all believe collectively that this is, this is, you know, a simulation and, and this is a prison planet. Well, when your body starts to age and you get closer and closer to death, you know, you're... And your relationship with death would change just because of the way you were programmed, right? So when you see somebody aging, you don't feel sorry for them. When you see somebody dying, you don't feel sorry for them. You go, okay, you know, they're getting closer to getting out of prison. You know, they're getting closer to getting to escaping from, from the bondage of the prison that is their body and moving on, you know, to, they're getting out, right? And so you look at them the way, you know, prisoners will look at a, another prisoner who's about to get out. You know, he was just counting down the time till he gets released from prison. And then you, you don't say, oh, I'm so sorry. You say, you know what? Yay, like you're, you're getting out, right? So we live right now in a society, in a reality that has conditioned us to fear death, you know? And I'm all about challenging our preconceived notions. And, you know, why, why does it have to be something that we should be afraid of, that should terrify us, that should make us sad, to make us cry, right? We're only reacting like that because of how we were conditioned, right? I remember reading somewhere that said, like, if you lived in a society that viewed rain as a blessing from the gods, right, and you were getting married, everything else is the same, but... This society viewed rain as a blessing from the God. On the day that you were married, if it started to rain, you wouldn't see the rain as an omen. You would see it as a blessing that your your marriage, your wedding is, is like blessed, right? Right? So it's all about like perception of reality and it's your perception that creates your reality and your reactions to reality. So for me, like, I, I, I asked, like, you know, how, how would you behave if you did for, by some reason or another, like, were told or you found out, okay, like, this is the day you're going, you know, you're going to go. And this is, this is how I intend to. And like I said, if, if, it, if I'm wrong, you know, then, hey, it was interesting. But if I'm right, um, it's been real. Um, I'm going to make the, you know, do the necessary things that I need to do on my end just to make sure that if I am right, and that is the date, that the people that I do care about, um, are okay. And they know just based on everything that I've recorded and everything that I've done that, you know, I'm still around. I'm just, you know, the body is just, you know, not here, but I'm me, me, the me that's running this body is still around and, and that, and, and that's it, you know? So I plan on staying with the people that I care about here to make sure that they know that until it's time for everybody to go. Um, so I'm not really too worried about that. Now, that being said, that being said, 
okay? There's another part of me that goes, maybe it's not necessarily death in the sense of we think of as death, right? As in, okay, so on TV, you know, that character dies, she gets hit by a bus. But first of all, my hair is not curly. I mean, however you want to paint the picture, I'm not, I'm not white. I'm not curly. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have curly hair and I, I'm not a ginger. So I don't know if it's necessarily pointing to me or if it's pointing to like a spiritual, this is more of a spiritual message. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, that quote that I gave about dreams kind of spill, spilling out into reality. If I had a dream that um, a red haired woman you know, dies instinctively. I'm not going to take that aspect of it literally. Like I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to do a Google search and I'm going to look up what does it mean? You know, A, I'm going to look up what is the symbolism behind the number 20 and the number three and then seeing the number 20 repeatedly or two or whatever it calls, mostly threes and twenties and twos. What is the symbolism behind that? Right. And then I'm going to look up, you know, the the meaning of a, a red-haired, you know, woman and what that means. And because I, I, I the way I, my relationship reality might be different than most, I, I, I look to things that stick, you know, on me or with me as signs for, okay, what am I supposed to really be paying attention to? So for me, those 20s, I was like, okay, I keep seeing 20s. 20s, 200s, 2. So I typed in 20 in numerology and there was nothing negative about the number 20 at all. It was actually more of a sign of like um, beauty, rebirth, spiritual growth or whatever. Um, and so that was the other, that's like the, the, the light half of it. But maybe on March 20th, it doesn't signify like a physical like death in a way, but more of a, a, an aspect of myself will finally die on that day right? Because what I've been working on with meditation, with listening to all these books on repeat, is being able to quiet the self, to silence that, silence that, you know, that voice in your head that's always saying crazy shit, that it causes you to worry, that causes you to fear. I don't want that, that aspect of myself anymore. I want to be more conscious, more awake, more aware, not reactionary, you know, biting my tongue, watching the things that I say, making sure that the actions that I put into to play that I do have some free will in that regard. So if you say something crazy to me before I speak, I want to be able to count to 10 in my head and then make a choice to not say something that's going to exacerbate a situation and lead to conflict because I don't want to suffer. Now, it could be that on March 20th, 2020, that that side of myself that I've been more or less trying to kill, if we're being honest, right? That dark kind of anxious, negative, reactionary, lower self, that's the part that that more or less dies. And I become somebody that I've always wanted to be, right? Or Or I should say, I become the person I always have been outside of form, right? Because like I said, Everything that I've seen between three and twenties, they say that if you when I when I looked it up online, there was nothing really evil or dark regarding the number twenty, you know, and there was nothing really evil or dark regarding uh, red-haired people in general, red-haired women. I mean, it pointed more to like aliens, to angels, to to goddesses, to ancient, um, 
uh, humans and giants and things like that. So it was more of a mystical um, uh, definition behind their red hair. And if, if I'm going to link that quote that I saw um, on the haunting of Hill House, where it says sometimes dreams spill into reality, then I've got to kind of say, and, 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 and that is one thing too that I have been working on. So my next episode of not this podcast, but my Dark Oracle uh, podcast, I'm going to be talking about dreams and, and, and life being a dream, but then, you know, um, a collective dream. The same way when you dream, you know, there's like a whole reality that your psyche enters into that you, you know, didn't necessarily create on yourself, but there are aspects of it that you've pulled from this reality into the dream world, right? Um, Maybe that's what was kind of happening to me on Friday was that I was almost daydreaming and like I was seeing a dream but in awakened reality. And so the three 2020s, you know, 200 days from my birthday, um, you know, on a halfway point between, you know, another birthday and my past birthday is something's going to happen. Um, you know, maybe it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be negative. And all the numbers that I've, that I've seen point to it not being something, you know, ultimately negative. And so if that's the case, then that could also be very exciting. And, 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 and that's a different approach. Right? I mean, if you, if you, everything is symbol. Right? There was a book that I read. Uh, I can't think. I think it was like the, it was a, one of these books that I like to read about like, um, uh, like esoteric writings of thought, um, Hermes Trismegistus, um, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just stumbled across that book. But in it, um, it, it talks about how everything is mind. Everything that you see is mind. And then there was another book that I read, which I can't tell you. <laughs> I read a lot, if you haven't figured it out or whatever. But I, I, uh, I can't tell you what the title is because I can't think of it. Um, but it did say that everything, and actually it was, a, I think it was a book on quantum physics. And the guy talked about how everything is a symbol for everything else. The way, or an icon for everything else. So the way when you go to your computer and you click um, on an icon and you drag that icon to the trash, right? What you see visually is that you're not literally throwing something in the trash. These are all symbols. So the icon is a symbol that tells your computer to delete something. And so everything is icon in the computer. So if you reverse engineer that and this is a simulation, then everything in this simulation is more or less a symbol for something else. So the red-haired woman, you could argue, okay, that's a symbol for you, but maybe, or it could be a symbol for some aspect of me, right? And also, bear in mind, too, that what happens on TV, it, these are reactionary things. The, the television's purpose basically programs people to react. It's a, it's a mirror world, right? It's a reflection, right? So it's, it's a reaction. It's, it's not real. It's a reaction. And so if I'm, if you're watching something on TV and, and what you're seeing is like a message where it's saying, do this, do this, that's how a lot of us behave, which is based on what we see on TV, right? Somebody says something to somebody, the other person reacts in, act, in anger and we slap them. You watch them and then you, when you get placed in a similar situation, because you saw that on TV, you internalize that and you take that on as a natural response to being antagonized. And then you slap a person. You don't even realize that your, your actions have been programmed by what you saw on the black mirror, right? 
but it's called a black mirror because it's it's the opposite of what we're supposed to be, right? So I, I've never seen a, a TV show that, that showed a conscious individual. And, and maybe one day we will live in a reality that does that. And that might actually make it so that, you know, people become more conscious. I mean, I would watch a TV show like that. But everything that we see on TV is just characters constantly reacting, reacting to shit, which then causes us to mimic what we see in the mirror, right? Constantly reacting to shit, right? That's life at least in this society. But what if, it, 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 what if you flipped that? What if you did the reverse of what you saw on TV? And what if when somebody antagonizes you, instead of hauling off on them, you pause and you walked away? Now, you, 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 because you see what happens if you do what you see on the screen. I mean, it plays out as a drama. And we don't ever take a step back and watch and go, you know what, I don't want my life to be dramatic. I want to watch drama, but I don't want to act it out in my real life, right? monkey see monkey do so the monkey brain sees it and does it and then you leave your kind of more higher consciousness your higher self kind of tied to these reactionary behaviors and you end up causing suffering for yourself so if i'm watching a a tv and i'm seeing a red-haired clown um kind of antagonizing this red-haired woman and driving her to be afraid of march 20th the, the reactionary response is monkey see, monkey do. My monkey brain sees that and goes, okay, be afraid. But we are the, the Ides of March, right? Um, but on the flip side of that, I don't believe that me consciously over the last few months reading and rereading and rereading. I mean, I'm telling you, like I have read The Power of Now so many times that at a certain point, like I, I just start citing it like off the top of my head as I'm, as I'm reading it or listening to it, or both, right? I, I want it to become second nature so that when I hear um, on the book, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle talks about this pain body and, and it drives you to, to, to manifest pain for yourself, master, manifest uh, suffering for yourself. Um, so when I see that start to happen, I pause and I, I think of the book and then that becomes my second nature um, more so than what I've, I've always done, right? Um, the opposite of that. that That's how I want to live. I want to live opposite of what everybody else is doing. And so if that's the case and everything has been building me towards that, then maybe March 20th doesn't necessarily mean that it's the death of me, so to speak, or, or, or whatever. It, maybe it's a, the death of a certain aspect of myself. And if that's the case, then awesome. Bring it on, you know? Anyway. It's been a long episode. Thank you for listening. I, uh, I, 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 you know, I love doing these things and I love that you guys are listening and I've been noticing that we're getting more and more um, subscribers. So welcome. Thank you um, for joining and for, for hearing me out. I, I understand that some of the stuff that I talk about can be a bit dark and some of the stuff is, is, is also funny and some of them is in between. But, you know, if, if people don't talk about it, then we're going to be afraid of it. And if you're going to be afraid of it, then you're going to suffer. And there's got to be somebody that says, you know what, let's let's look at it. Let let's look at things in a different way, right? Because it's the way you perceive things and that affects the way your reality unfolds, right? And that's all I'm hoping to do here with this podcast. Not just with death or life or philosophy or politics or whatever, just with everything in general. Um, that's the nature of this uh, podcast. So, um, you know, thanks for thanks for joining our our, our uh, listenership. Yeah.
All right. Have a great weekend.